Hey guys, I'm David with Transparency Fitness Live, and today we're with Becca Robinson. What's up? And, uh, well, tell us a little bit about yourself. About myself. About, yeah, you get to talk about yourself know, for like the next hour and a half, so. It's so weird. Um, I'm excited, though. Uh, about myself, well, the, the thing I like to tell people first is I'm a boxer, because they look at me and they're like, your face is too pretty to be a boxer. <laughs> I've gotten that a few times. Um, so that always gets a good uh, initial response from so people. So what I'm hearing surprised. is that means good defense, right? <laughs> yes, 100%. <laughs> hit and don't get hit. It's all time. about keeping the yes. face, the beauty. I got to I gotta make money with this later <laughs> somehow. Yeah, so uh, I'm 25 years old. Uh, two little kiddos, uh, a mom, wife. Uh, fitness instructor for the longest time and uh, just started boxing a few years ago. Um, I've been around boxing a lot longer than that, but uh, really been on it for about a year and a half, two years. Um, and I just decided to start fighting this year and I've got four fights in the past three months. I think I got it down. So going to try to finish off the year with 10 fights is the goal. Wow. When's so, the next fight? Uh, August 15th August is going to be my next fight. It's going to be in Bowling Green. Um, I'm still waiting for my opponent to finalize everything. Um, her coach said it was a go, but I'm still waiting for them to contract, uh, contact the person in charge to get it like, okay. official. Right. I hope she's not ducking me cause I'm, re- I'm ready to does go. That, does that happen a lot in, in the boxing world where like you, I guess you've gone past the initial setup of like. Is there a contract? Is there, or um, how, do, not, how does that work for, not amateur. for, for amateur? There's no, there's no contract for amateur. And in USA Boxing, it's pretty much like, you know, your coach, my coach contacts the promoter to get an event. You put your name in a hat. They look at the matches, how many matches you've had, the weight class, and then they match you up. Um, no contracts now because we're not fighting for money okay. or anything like also, that. Also, I watched a couple of your fights. Um is it, and maybe it's a thing in the state of Kentucky, you guys had headgear on? Yeah, amateur, um, not necessarily outlaw, but USA boxing and Olympic style boxing headgear. And depending on your weight class will be the size gloves you wear. Mine's 10 ounce gloves. So there's is, different styles of boxing? Like, you, so like um, you, Yeah, so like the Olympic style and professional style are a lot different. Um, Olympic goes based on points. Um, so each round you're trying to outpoint. Obviously you can still work for knockouts, Um, but it's a lot shorter amount of rounds and a shorter time, um, for the, for the men, at least, uh, we do two minute, three, two minute rounds, um, in amateurs and that's it. And so is that what you're doing right now is Olympic style? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. And then when you go pro longer rounds, Um, go for the knockouts, no headgear. Actually for women, it's still the two minute rounds, but you'll go more rounds. You'll go more rounds. Mm -hmm. And I think smaller gloves as well. So like... I know you didn't get into boxing like when you're 25. I know you didn't get into boxing until like three or four years ago. Uh, It wasn't even a thing that you even thought about in high school is what you told me. I had never even been in a fight. Like I'd never punched somebody. (laughs) (laughs) I'd never punched somebody before I even started. Um, So it was interesting. I kind of always felt like if I had to get an altercation or something happened, you know, cause it's good to think about those things sometimes. I um, think just it so is. you're prepared, especially in today's world. Yeah. So I was like, you know, if someone tried to fight me, I feel like I could defend myself, you know, but you don't know, but you never I didn't really know. put that to the test. No. <laughs> <laughs> Until I got into it. And then I was like, Oh, okay. I'm pretty I, good at this. <laughs> so like what got you into boxing? Like I know that you had mentioned, that your mom was really anti-boxing yes. due to some yeah. experiences she had at, when she know. was a kid. But until, you didn't... N- until recently, actually, until I told her, 
I knew she wouldn't be a fan of it. I was like, me getting well, hit in the face. Most parents. Also think your mom wants, you know, for you or sees for you. They, they don't want their boys <laughs> boxing probably and let alone their girls. Exactly. Um, so she was very much, uh, I don't know if I like it. When she was uh, younger, my mom's a little bit older. She's born in the 50s. When she was younger, her dad took her to a boxing match. And at that time, it was illegal, actually. Um it was kind of an underground, you know, bedding, not necessarily a good environment or legal environment right. in any way. So her dad took her to one of these events and she was just traumatized, like was sitting really close to the event, was getting blood all over her. And she was like really young age. So like, I think that was like a huge turnoff for her. She's like, I don't right. like boxing. So like, I don't want to be around it. So I was like, hey, mom, I'm boxing. And she's like, I don't know. I don't know. Beck. Things have changed a little bit since and then, things though. Things have changed. And she uh, came to watch me spar. I was like, mom, just, just come watch me box, like see what it's about, feel the environment out. And you know, she watched a few rounds and she's like, oh, okay, well you're pretty good at this. Like it didn't look like you're just, you know, getting beat up. Like maybe she had imagined. Well, there's referees, so there was <laughs> yeah, rules. We got the headgear on, and, yeah. no blood going on yeah. to her during the, during the sparring, <laughs> sparring. like, yeah. you know, exactly. all the, all the things that, that she didn't have when she, when she went, when she was younger. Exactly right. So, so what actually got you into boxing? You, you got into right. about twenty-one. Yep. You said, "Yep." So, uh, I met my husband BJ, and um, the time we met, he wasn't actively boxing. I knew he had done that in the past. Um, his dad was a professional boxer, and we started getting together. And the more we hung out, uh, he kind of got back into jujitsu, and then that turned into boxing. And I was at the gym every day, just watching, <laughs> sitting on the sidelines, only girl in the gym just kind of watching and then I start watching you know the guys I get more comfortable with everybody and I'm like man I could do what that guy's doing but better like I could do this stuff like and one day I was like all right I'm gonna I'm gonna try it like teach me some moves right. so, so when I start I'm did, not terrible were you guys married at the time or we were just, not you guys we were, were not just a- we were just together dating um and then uh once we got married we were in Ohio at the time we were married. We moved up here to Lexington for everybody fights. Hold on one second. So you're dating BJ. Yeah. Yeah. Y- y- what got like, what made you interested? Was it, was it kind of just seeing him? Cause I mean, he's a pro fighter seeing him box. And then you're just like, I think I can do this. And then ask, I'm guessing you told him you wanted to do it. And he kind of like, was like, all right, I support you. Let's do this. Yeah. So <laughs> it was funny. Cause he, I think, from start to finish, he'd support me no matter what. But at first he actually was kind of like, you don't, you don't want to do this. Like, are you sure you want to do this? Like, this is not, this is not a fun sport. Like it's not an easy sport. Like it's going to break your heart. Like you're going to hate it at times. Like, do you really want this? And like, at first that was a little confusing for me, I think. Um, but I now realize that he was a hundred percent right. Right. Like this is a sport that's not just I'm gonna pick up and box and like so you've it's really got to commit fun or easy. Like this is like life or death. This is like serious commitment. This is like train every day. This is this is there are more days you're gonna hate it than you love it. <laughs> but you get to this point to where it's like it's your life. It's what you do. So. But how great is it after you win a fight? Like, like how what was that feeling? You like? know what. Uh, it was interesting. It wasn't like, it was validation maybe in a little bit. Okay. Um, it was, yeah, I just worked my butt off. I deserve that. I got right. it. Like it wasn't but to it, me necessarily a surprise, but like, 
was all that work, I guess, like, did you get that feeling like, wow, this you know was this, all this work it I put in, it was so it, worth it wasn't for me because really? it's, that's not my end game. Like that one fight, it was just a check mark. Like, all right, on to the next one. Like once I make it, then I'm sure that feeling will come. But now it's like, okay. I still haven't put enough work in. I'm still yep, not where I need still, to be. This, so this is this not is the <laughs> end goal. Don't get too excited. Like it's just it was another your hurdle. First one. <laughs> yeah, another hurdle. Yes, exactly. In this marathon. So, so I'm guessing did BJ start training you or like, how did you guys go about like, like starting that, that whole process of yeah, so, becoming one dangerous ass motherfucker. Oh, <laughs> uh, so really what started boxing for me was we came to Lexington from Ohio it was 2018, I believe. There, everybody fights. Have okay. you heard of everybody fights? It's it was a local gym, right? It was a local gym. There's yeah, a guy, it's no longer I'll, a thing. Matt, somebody, Matt Weigel, Matt Weigel, uh, yeah, head trainer there. I've yeah. heard up and down things about this yes. guy. It's yeah. like, like it depends who you're talking to. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, so we came up for everybody fights, and it was all boxing focused. We actually were okay. brought here because we were the only ones at the time employed who was like boxers and kind of knew what was going with that versus like the fitness. It was more of a boxing fitness, um, type gym. So we came up here and started that. And, um, every time you take your picture, you're making, <laughs> you know, you're not supposed to like in the middle of the podcast talk about, you know, I've got to get my social media pictures. So like, you just have to keep talking and the, I'm going to get my pictures over here. Like, I can talk, but once you pull out a camera, I get a little shy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we came up for everybody fights and that's really where I got to start learning boxing, which was cool because their program, they put you through this fight school to learn, to even be a common instructor for them. Okay. Um, this franchise was started by George Foreman, the third, which George Foreman's son, um, and a few others. Um, and their program to even start training was great. And it took you through like boxing learn boxing teach these so like the beginning techniques, boxing the, the techniques basic te yeah, okay. your stance how to throw each punch like so when i was working there that's really where i got into like oh this is like how you box like doing the punches correctly and having a good stance and building a good base so going through this was the beginning of this was the beginning and we got to do it together which is cool because most people don't right. work but, with their but bj spouses. bj already had like he, yeah, he already he had, had quite already a bit been of fighting and i had been watching his fights he had a couple of fights when we were dating so i went and watched his fights and you know was in the crowd and did that whole thing um but but yeah during that everybody fights is when we really i really got to grow in boxing is, is, is so doing that do you think that like reinforced your decision to like i think become so. a boxer i think so or is that more of like i'm just gonna try this out and see what it's like and or like when you went into it, were you already kind of committed to boxing or were you kind of like, this is what kind of, this is, this, it was pretty much what kind of swayed me and kept okay. me there since I started doing it every single day. It became kind of second nature. And I was like, yeah, okay, I can, I can roll with this. Well, I you, can get down. You know, with you're, this. uh, you, you're letting all the uh, rage and anger out. If you had me like <laughs> every day, you're just like, I'm calm as shit all the time you know now. What? Cause I just beat the crap <laughs> yeah. out of a bag or somebody. So. Yeah, I was like, why are you so like happy? Why are you so like, Oh, <laughs> little do you know. <laughs> I beat people up twice a week. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I get it all out. Don't worry. <laughs> so did you spend a lot of time, I guess, going through that system? Like, when did you start, I guess, sparring? Like, actually starting to, like, you know, hit other people, right? Because yeah. I'm sure you start out just getting technique down and getting to a point where, like, you could hit other people. Or do you do that early on in, in training? It really just depends on the person. Okay. Um, You know, some people you meet, they're just, they've had a tougher life, right? They're They're tough. 
they're ready to just be thrown in the sparring. Like, let me just spar and see what it's like. And I'll pick up where I need to learn after that. Um, some people are a little more reserved. They like to know, feel more comfortable in their skills before they step into sparring. That would be me. Yeah. Like, let, <laughs> tell me what to do. Let me get good at that. And then I'll try it. Um, and me, it was a little bit of both. I like to make sure I perform at my best uh, every for everything, right. any event. You know, that's part of being an athlete my whole life. Um, so I wanted to learn a little bit before, but honestly, I just kind of jumped right in. Um, the guys I jumped in with for my first time, I remember they were, I think they were pros already or about to be pros, high level amateurs. This was back in Ohio. <laughs> they let me come in and beat them up and it was, they were so great. They, uh, gave me a little punch. let me feel what it was like, but they mostly let me beat on them, which was kind of cool for your first experience. Um, so yeah, I guess mine was a little bit of both kind of jump in, kind of just go right for it in the sparring aspect. Okay. So you, yeah. Okay. So, you know, you start to get more serious with it and then you end up with a kid, (laughs) right? Because, right. So like, so you got pregnant. I just started sparring, was rocking at everybody fights. And getting to a point where you might start looking at it. Yeah. I'm like, I feel really comfortable with this. Like, I feel like I'm ready ready to maybe take a fight. Yeah. Then <laughs> Lil Ocean comes along. <laughs> so, you know, that was a big break. Um, nine months of... They have something against pregnant fighting pregnant? Then, yeah, I guess... That's you know, a no-go? I, I don't think it's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> don't recommend that. <laughs> yeah, so that, that put me on a big, big break, which I understand why... Another reason why people don't do this sport, because one of the hardest things is like coming back. I think the hardest thing with sports in general, if you've played a sport, I know you know this, coming Mm -hmm. back is the hard, getting injured, being out, having to be on medical leave and then coming back to something is so hard. Because you get to like a certain level and then you're like, you're like, ah, I was just there. Like I was lifting this weight or I was, you know, doing this many rounds and sparring and then months upon months, if not a year to get back (laughs) to like where you are. You can't, you can't last the way you did and you got to regrow and that's, the, the good thing Sucks. is you can speed that process up because you know how you got there the first yeah, time, but yeah. you still have to you get know back what to there. Do, but you got to, you still got to put in the time. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so she came along, I put the time back in, got back where I was and guess what? <laughs> <laughs> Echo. It's all BJ's Another fault. baby. <laughs> Damn it, BJ. <laughs> you wasted my time. No, 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 no. I wouldn't change it at all. Your um, kids are great. They really are. My, they're, they drive me crazy. I love them. They're going to be they some, if they box, woo. Oh my gosh, they're badass. They're so badass. You are, <laughs> they are going to watch out like world. Echo, I feel bad for anybody that's going to deal with Echo. She's already sparring kids. Like she's already, <laughs> she's already beating kids up. She's the bully. She's not even two yet. <laughs> oh no. We'll work on her, I guess. But, um, I wouldn't change it. And you know what's crazy is I noticed this, especially after Ocean. Um, I got stronger after giving birth. Really? Yeah. Do you think it My was like... My body like just came back stronger. I could lift heavier weight. I don't know if it was like a maturing thing. Like my body did a lot of maturing during that time. Um, but way stronger. Do you think there was some mental toughness that came? Because I mean, I, I, you know, I'm a guy, yeah. so I don't know what yeah. it's like. The pain that, that you go through... Having a kid, right? Right. Um, And you're such a small frame. Oh my gosh. Fortunately, my babies were tiny. Ocean was like four pounds. Oh wow. Okay. So it was nothing. Echo was like six pounds. I mean, a little bit bigger, but still. So like in my head, I just, I just feel like, like you've already been through some of the most cruciating pain of your life and like things that you dealt with 
just being pregnant. Yeah. It maybe makes certain boxing things like, oh, that that's not that bad. <laughs> like, that's nothing. <laughs> that's like. Nothing can compare. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I feel like I that maybe so. helps in that oh, aspect. Oh, yeah. 100%. Uh, your mindset and everything you do, but particularly boxing, is everything. Regulating yourself, regulating your emotions, regulating, you know, the way you recept or respond to your pain, like all of that's super important. I think makes boxing one of the toughest sports. So now we're going back to like our finally you got the second kid. Yeah. And and, and you're finally able to <laughs> Here start start getting back to where Yes. where you're at. So I mean, Echo like, is going to be 2 in October, so And you just started fighting what what was your uh, first fight this year? March? Okay. I think it was March end of February, March. So we're and like 4 just, years into this journey. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> finally get our first fight. Don't remind me. Don't remind me. I'm still young. Oh, of course. <laughs> Is, so when is boxing maturity for women? You know what? That's is, a good question. Um, let's just say for both my opinion, I'm going to say like between 30 and 35 is probably going to be like peak prime. Like You're so far top. away from that though. I know. You got so much time to dominate. It makes me so excited. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm really, really focused on staying present 100%. Like... Obviously make those five, 10 year goals, but don't dwell on that too much. You know, take every day, take every opportunity, enjoy making a name for yourself. Right. Yeah. Yep. So that's where I'm at with everything. <laughs> so where, I mean, where are you at with, uh, you've got a fight coming up. You got what? Yeah. October three more, 15th, four, four so, more fights this year. That's the goal. That's okay. the goal. Um, I have put my name in several hats um, on this, this side of the country. It's, very hard for females okay um to find fights unless you're somewhere like new york or you're going down to maybe florida texas like bigger places you're gonna have more opportunity but you know living in this area where i live that's i'm an amateur i don't get paid so all of this is out of pocket so it's a very expensive thing to do right now um so i'm gonna hope to bang out four more fights um my usa boxing um, license runs out i think the end of the year um, so I think after that, I might start taking some outlaw fights. I think I'm going to get more experience. I'm going to get more fights. Why would you um, not renew the license or can you renew the license? So here's the thing. USA boxing is, you know, the way to get to the Olympics, right? Um, you have to go through USA boxing. Um, I don't know if you heard, I think I might've mentioned it to you. They're going to take boxing out of the Olymp uh, Olympics starting the following year. So 2024 is going to be the last Olympics with boxing. I think there's one other sport that they were wanted to, wanting to take out as well. Um, weren't you trying to and make my, the team? Yes. Yes. I wanted to make the team. However, I think I got a too late of a start. You have to do some, you have to, um, win nationals, you know, win qualifiers to get you to the trials. And I haven't got the opportunity to do that yet. Um, mostly due to financial and just being like last minute right. type things. Now, is there um, a fee associated for, with the yes. license? Uh, with the USA Boxing, yeah. You pay your membership at the beginning of the year and that gives you access to events and being able to do um, different tournaments and that sort of stuff. Uh, are, so are these events like across the country where it would just be financially like crippling to yes. like, all right, <laughs> yes. to take that chance? And exactly. Um, pretty much. You got to have someone paying for it sponsors backing if you really want to get that push and i think um 
it's not something that's impossible for me to do. Um, I did apply for the wild card for the next tournament that's coming up. So if I get chosen for that, I'll get to go fight and put a name out there. Um, but uh, if there's no boxing after 2024 and I can't make it 2024, I don't want to spend too much time on an amateur style, right? Olympic style. How boxing. much would that help elevate your career though? If you could make the team and, and let's just say you walked away on, you walked, <laughs> you're, you made the podium, right? Like right, made the podium. How, how would, big of a deal would, would that be for your career though? It would make a professional career easy. Cause I would start off with recognition. I would start off with a name, you know, um, I would start off with bigger fights. Um, where you would have to grind a little bit more to yep. get to that same elevated position. If I just went professionally. But, yes, exactly. But financially it could be cheaper grinding. Exactly. Yeah. I could start getting paid and that'd give you to more experience. Yeah. But how cool would it be to have oh a medal? Like I if want, you had a medal, I want Olympic ring. Tat- I don't have any tattoos. So I was like my first tattoo. If I get to Olympics, it's going to be the rings. But so when is this wild card? If you do get picked and where is it at? That's a good question. I don't have all the details. I just got the application um, the other day in okay. the, uh, via email. So I literally just filled it out yesterday. <laughs> oh, wow. So this is like, <laughs> this is like a last ditch effort. Like if I can just, get in yes, here, if I can get in here, I will, I will show out, I will get my name out there. But so is that kind of like if you make this and you do well in this, then you might then really, I can get a shot at the trials. Then yeah, you might make a year. you might make a push. Oh yeah. And if yeah. you don't, then it's kind of like it's gonna, we're gonna let this license lapse and we're gonna try we're a different gonna, route. Yeah, go the next okay. route. Yeah. And you said outlaw. What is outlaw? What is outlaw I know boxing? It sounds. It sounds. You're like what? Oh. <laughs> That's just what they call it. So um, USA boxing is is like. I don't really know how to explain it. Well, you know, do your highest best. standard, right. Of okay. boxing amateur wise, um, very regulated. Um, so you can either go through that as an amateur or you can do what they call outlaw. That's when you do fights sanctioned through state by state, each state's boxing commission sanctions bouts. So they're legitimate fights. They're then. legitimate fights. Yeah. Um, for example, rough and rowdy, it's semi pro, but it's pretty much the same style that you would do like, uh, a, I have a good connect in West Virginia. So like, that's probably where I would be doing most of my fighting would be through the West Virginia boxing commission over there. Okay. And so basically what happens in that setting is a coach or a manager or promoter will put on an event and he'll line up his fighters that way. Okay. Yeah. And I know that like West Virginia's commission is more laps and like they, they allow them like you don't have to wear headgear. No. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to wear headgear in amateurs. I believe you do have to wear 16 ounce gloves because of that though. So okay. you don't have to worry about. So do women wear the in. same size gloves as men? Um, it depends professional or amateur okay. amateur you. And then it also depends if you're doing USA boxing or you're doing like more of an outlaw type style. Okay. Fight. So it could, it could vary depending could, on. Yeah, this, it could okay. vary. So at the pro level, what pro are, level, what are, what are women? Eight ounce. Oh, wow. <laughs> Think of this. Um, MMA gloves are four ounce. <laughs> Holy. Okay. Oh, wow. It's yeah. So if you've been boxing with 16 ounce, all of a sudden, you're oh like, yeah, boom, it's <laughs> totally different. So it's really cool in, um, USA boxing right now. I get to wear 10 ounce which the lightest gloves that I do any like pad work or training in is 12 ounce. So even that difference is, so you, it's you, fun. Your, your hands move way faster. Do, do a lot of boxers train that way though? They'll, they'll train with heavier gloves um, so that it heavier, translates. Heavier gloves always for sparring just to protect each other. So you don't get cuts. You don't want to have, 
you know, um, any type of like scar tissue that's going to affect you long term. Well, like um, we said, we got to keep that face. Yeah, looking we got to keep right? the face pretty. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, but let's see. Back to the gloves. Ten ounces is for my weight class. Um, so it's a big difference. Sparring is always going to be the 16. I like to do for like bag work about 14 to okay. 16. I still keep it big. Um, but my pad work and especially like ride up before a fight, I'll drop down to the, the 12 just okay. so I can get used to the timing. Cause it really is a different timing when you're using like these big, thick, heavy gloves versus like, can't move as fast, right? Oh no, no. Yeah. You don't move as fast and, and you're your going to fatigue get, a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I remember my first fight when I put on the 10 ounce gloves for the first time, I was just like, what? <laughs> Let's go. We're going to fight in these. Okay. <laughs> Definitely felt punches a little bit more in 10 ounce gloves. That's oh, that's sure. true. Yeah. Cause you can put more power behind it. Oh yeah. It, they pop. Well, the I nice was... thing is though, you get to wear headgear. Like I've, yes. I've never boxed or, or sparred but without you know headgear. So there's, there's some like controversy around headgear. Really headgear protects you from cuts. Um, that's so you're not going to get lacerations or anything like that. It's not going to help with any, (laughs) it's not going to help with any head trauma. I mean, it's a little bit of padding. You're getting hit, you know, in the head. It's only going to absorb a little bit. It's not as much as one would think. And if if you don't watch who you're with, they're like, Oh, you're wearing headgear. I'm going to hit you harder. (laughs) It doesn't really do too much to protect from any damage other than like superficial. I'm not trying to get my brain scrambled. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Stay hydrated and, do lots of uh, slip bag, get your head movement good. So what is right. what is what is your like train? What does your training look like? I guess over this four year period, right? So I'm sure it has uh, has matured and it's changed. Oh yeah, especially in between these kids, because <laughs> um, I'm, I'm guessing even when you had kids and you got to the point where you couldn't, uh, you know, yeah. practice as much. Yeah. I'm sure you took the time to like, you know, I guess do research or like, yeah, like so- teach yourself other things that need to be done. Cause I'm sure some of it's got to be like watching other boxers fight yeah, and like getting a fight IQ up. Yeah, exactly. Film time, all of that. Um, yeah. So training right now, I typically depends on when my fights are. Um, I like to get an eight week camp. Eight week is ideal. I prefer personally six coaches would say eight, uh, eight weeks gets a little boring. She's doing the same thing. What, what, what's an what's a what's a camp? Um, I don't know. So a fight camp camps. for me is going to be, um, let's say six weeks. I'm about five weeks out right now. So you're pretty much doing um, five to six workouts a week. Some of those days are going to be two a days. Making sure you get your two rest days, of course. But um, two days of sparring. Um, on sparring days, I try to get like ten rounds in, so twenty rounds of sparring a week. Um, lots of heavy bag. Uh, I should do more road work, but what's road work? Uh, just running, just okay. running, just putting miles in. Um, it hurts my body a little bit. So I do slack on that. I try to make up for it and jump rope. Um, lots of jump rope. What does it hurt? Like your rope. knees or my knees, my lower back, it's really tight easily. And I think it's because I know the problem. I just don't put in the time to, to fix it. Like I probably should. I feel like when I run, I keep my core too loose. So then my back, pays the price for I'm a, it i'm a so uh i had the same thing when i run I, my back gets tight yeah and um but when i tr- do certain things that i train that i've seen like videos i found on instagram and stuff that have helped i'm gonna send you some stuff send me some uh, i'm gonna send you some stuff uh, but I, i'm gonna expect you to do okay. it because i think <laughs> like so i think two things happen yeah um 
our, our lower backs, uh, they just get really tight because one, we're not, uh, we're probably not properly training them to get enough strength, like to build up, um, to build up some of that muscle. Right. We're not stretching the right way. And yeah, then, yeah. and then depending on where our core is, right. So, uh, if our back muscle, if our back muscles are constantly jumping in to assist the core and our core just isn't like, you can have a strong core, but if you don't have, uh, if it's not strong, like balanced. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so like, then, then like you said, your core gets loose. Your back's like, okay, I'm going to take all this. And yeah. then you're like, oh, yeah. my, my lower back is killing me. Right? And I can, and I can be good when I first start running. It's like, when I get to the point of being bored with running, that's when I'm like, oh. My core relaxes and my back's like, ugh. Then that's where you just, you got to keep that intensity. I mean, yeah. and how much running should you be doing as, as like, what is, what would you say you is know, the ideal honestly, amount? I don't know. Some people say you should do road work all the time, run miles every day, three miles every day. I don't know. Some people are like, I don't do any road work and I'm just fine with doing something besides road work. Um, so I can't answer that. <laughs> well, I think the other thing. I think have a good balance. I Recovery think, runs, how you're running is also important. Now I do sprints. I'll sprint. I'm okay with that. But running hills. So I also think that you should do more road work then. And Probably. you should put yourself in a position where you do get bored. Because what it's going to do is going to help build your mental toughness. Yep. It's going to make you, you're going to get like, oh man, this is boring. But then you're just going to like, you know what? I it. need to do this. I love doing this. Change your language, right? Yep. Change your mindset. Yeah. And, and just like, like and just like, just, just commit to it. Right. Yeah. And I think that that could translate into the ring when you're tired or you're upset with the way you, you're you maybe moving in a fight or something like that. And you're just like, and you're already trained your brain. Nope. Sorry. Like I'm not tired. Gonna get through this. Like I, I am a huge proponent of, of mental toughness. Um, and you know, I do these, these classes at yeah. the gym yeah. and yeah. that's, one of the things that, that I really try to hammer into the people that come to my classes and it takes them a while yeah. because they're just struggling so hard to get through the workout. But then when they learn that they can tell their body what to do, they can change the way that they look at the workout. All of a sudden those workouts get easier and they're, and they're getting more conditioned. And so I think that like that, like, I think you should go run more and I think you should long as we're not injuring you, right? Yes, right? Long as the long as those the key, long no as the, 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 the yeah. lower back isn't getting too tight. Yeah. Is is getting to that boredom part and then and then figuring out a way to like get to the point where you're just even if you're bored, you're not bored, right? You just you're gonna mentally work through it. Yeah. And it's I gonna like it's, that. it's gonna make you a stronger athlete. It hundred percent will. I know it will. Right. So I know what Brennan told me he he runs like forty oh forty don't miles even, a week. Don't even, don't. <laughs> Brennan's a freak. <laughs> Well, he was a track star, right? <laughs> he was. Yeah. So I was also a track star, believe it or not. But I told my coach I would not run farther than than you had to. Then two hundred meters is all you're getting from me. I was a sprinter because I didn't like running. Okay. I was like, I'll run fast I hate, and I hate be it. done. I have bad knees, so I just now started running again for the yeah. first time in like a year and a half. Yeah. And uh, do you run in the grass? No, I, we well, what we've been doing is oh yeah, at the you, gym. Yeah, we yeah. you know the little white truck up the yep, road. Yep. That's like point two miles there and back. Okay, and then it's point four to the stop sign and back. Right, that's perfect. Um, so uh, 
for me, I can't run. Well, I have not tried to push past like a half a mile at a time. Right. Um, and so we're, we will do like six to 10 sprints where you're supposed to sprint. But I mean, you're in the middle of these workouts. You just go as fast as you can do like, you just push, you push as hard as you can because you don't do them all at once. So like, you know, I may do three other exercises and then go do the sprint or run and then come back and do more exercises. And then, you know, kind of, so that's really helped. Like I, haven't had knee pain from running for the first time. And that's like, awesome. Like I could tell you how long. And I think it's because, uh, I'll jump into trying to be too physically active too fast. Yeah. And then my knees are like get overloaded and they're like, what are you doing to me? So this <laughs> time <laughs> I've slowly, gradually got back into it doing yeah. these smaller runs. And then I'm, and actually I, I need to do more road work. I need to probably try to start pushing to a mile a day or a mile every other day. Um, and continue to like, let my knees get used to not being in pain, hopefully. Um, and then, uh, and then get to a point where I can get to three or five miles. Cause I have the same problem. I get bored as shit. Like you can only (laughs) listen to your, it is, you can only listen to (laughs) like the music you love and for so long before you're just like, okay, this isn't even yeah, doing like, it. I'm hungry. <laughs> I, I uh, just go get food. I used to, uh, when I, when I ran, I got up to running like eight to 12 miles when I got out of the military. And what I actually did to help get through that is I would put movies on. I wouldn't watch them. I'd, I'd have like an art. I'd listen to movies, like funny movies that I really enjoyed that I like, I knew it was like in my head. I knew what that scene is. I knew what was yeah, happening. You could just play it. Yeah. yeah. It's, and yeah. I would get so caught up like, like laughing or th- or laughing in my head. Cause you really can't laugh while you're running. Cause you're just, you're <laughs> screwing yourself over, but it would be like comedies, like things that were very positive. And, uh, and I did that or I would put podcast on. Right. And the, and I would try to get, I would try to find a podcast where I could get lost in the podcast. And it was just kind of like, you know, it probably wasn't good at sometimes cause I probably was not paying attention to my surroundings at yeah. all because it's yeah. almost like I need to just shut everything out so that like I can like get through this, this run. That's the other thing. Location where you run is everything. If you can find a place where you can just headphones in, not have to worry about your surroundings. Well, a lot, I think Zone you could in. go down to like UK. They have that track down on campus that I think anybody can walk over. Oh and yeah. Just run. Uh, is that the Arboretum? Yeah, it's right next to the Arboretum. Yeah. You oh, could okay. you could run the Arboretum, um, but I, they actually have a physical... Uh, you know where the blue courts are? Yes. So back behind it to like the right. So if you go down the road past the blue courts, like right. you know where if you go past the blue courts going towards Tate's Creek Road, okay. you know that stoplight is right after the blue courts? Yes. Take a left there, follow yep. that road till you see a big track on your right. Okay. And I don't know where you would park, but I believe that track is open unless they're doing some kind of event. Okay. Um, and That's cool. And like you could go run there. Yeah. Um, and that way you could cool. kind of shut everything out. Yeah. Um, and even if you're not really paying attention, you just hope that the other people around you are, or they're going to get run over too bad. <laughs> Sorry. You've got things to do and people to see. <laughs> Love it. Uh, so yeah, that's true too. I mean, so maybe, maybe finding a better environment or something that's more conducive to your schedule, you know, right. um, cause yeah, I know where you live and there's really nothing. I know. I like to. You go, could run in the neighborhood, though. I mean, the the sidewalks, depending on what time of the day. Depending on what time of the day, yeah. So but these days, I don't know as a female if you. I know it's so even sketch. if you are a boxer. <laughs> it's it's scary out there. I fear more being a boxer because I don't want to get in trouble. Oh yeah, like, hurting don't somebody. Don't mess with me. <laughs> I don't want to hurt you. I think you. in most cases, if a guy tried to abduct you and you beat his ass, <laughs> you're, you're right. going to be okay. You're going to be fine. Like, I will drive him. People are going to sympathize <laughs> with you. Okay. 
and they're going to make uh, fun of him. Yeah, probably. So He'll wear that black eye for a minute. So what um, do you do diet-wise? I mean, food, I mean, I, I guess, you know, energy, like getting the right foods into your body has got to be so important. So important. I, and um, I would guess you do higher carb. It really, it really depends on weight class. Unfortunately, I haven't even got to fight within my own weight class yet. Um, which my home weight class is probably like, um, amateur 119 pros, like 118. Um, so I've been fighting up this whole time. So my last fight, my first fight was at 130 and my fight, um, last few fights have been 125. So what um, is, what is that range for your, your weight class? Like, is there a range like between this and this is yeah, specifically so, this? Um, if we're talking amateurs, you go from 119 to 125 to 132 i think is the weight classes for women that i would be fighting so it'd be 119 so 119 to 125 or 125 to 132 yeah, see it really depends if you're talking national tournaments they're very strict on weight you okay. gotta weigh on the weight class you if you weigh over you're out you can always go up you just can't go down um so you could be 115 and fight 130 yeah you could also go down you just have to make the weight well that's what i'm saying yeah. though you have to fit within that yeah. range so yeah yep. the only way that you could be not in the right weight class is if you're fighting up if you're fighting up okay yeah yeah so um in regards to what i have to eat right now my next fight is going to be also 130 um so i'm trying to put on weight yeah which for me is really hard i've always been a string bean my whole life my metabolism is super fast um but also i'm working out so much that I'm burning off a lot of calories as well. Peanut butter. Do you like peanut butter? <laughs> I go through like phases with peanut butter. Me and peanut butter is love hate. Sometimes I hate it. Sometimes I love it. I right love now, it all the time. All the time I love it. I don't, I'm not a fan. <laughs> I'm so, a texture eater and it's a problem too. Okay. So you're a little bit of a picky eater then? Only with texture. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Not for taste. Um, so... Right now, I try to eat as clean as possible. Um, I try to make sure I eat a, a half pound at least. Some days up to a pound, depending on what I'm doing, of meat. Okay. Um, I do more high carb because it just works well for me. Uh, my body loves high carb, so I keep it high carb. Um, lots of water. I try to get half gallon a day at least. That's it? Just a half gallon? I should probably get more than that, but that's my... I just I tell, I a tell a non-athletic female to do a half gallon. I know. I'm working on it. <laughs> I try to get about a, a half gallon. Um, and then calorie wise, ideally, if I can get anywhere between like 27 and 3000 calories, I'm perfect. Oh, wow. 2,700 and, and 3000 calories. That's my If goal. I do like over 3000 and I don't work out that day, I'm losing that battle. <laughs> like, I'm <lost>. gaining weight. <laughs> I, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to gain. So every second I'm always, <laughs> I'll be at the gym. Everybody's like, why, why are you eating? Right you now? are always eating. I'm always You remind eating. me of, uh, uh, you ever seen Ocean's <laughs> I have 11 food in the car? I was like, man, I can't bring this in. We're about to do. Podcasts. You totally could have, you sit here and eat and talk. I don't care. <laughs> Everybody's going to hear me chew and they're going to be so mad. I mean, uh, who cares? We, we understand. We, you gotta do what gotta you gotta eat. do. Gotta yeah. eat. So, um, you ever seen Ocean's 11? I actually have not. Okay. Uh, there's Brad Pitt is literally every scene. I, I literally, I think almost every scene in the movie, he's eating something. He's like, that was his like, <laughs> yes, that's, me. That, that's that, me. And I, that reminds me. Of All the other wanna... fighters are at the gym, like cutting weight. Like, oh yeah, I've been in the sauna for so long. I'm over here just eating. <laughs> Sounds terrible. How much, do you know how much protein you're trying to get in a day? 
as much as I can. Literally, literally. so are you literally, literally as much eating as, as you much food just, as you can every day? I just day. eat all the time. That's that's it. Well, and the problem is when you're eating extremely healthy and clean, like it's like you can't get enough. You, you, you literally can't, can't get, get enough. enough food in. You literally can't get enough. And then you're working out and you're burning all that you just ate. But then you go eat junk <laughs> so food use, and you feel like shit. Yeah. I, so and then and then oh God, I do pretty so well. I do do pretty well in the diet. Like we go to the store, we eat get raw products and you know make our food we're not fast food in it but maybe like once every other week so it's it's, it's clean stuff but it's hard work too because like you gotta cook and then you gotta All clean the and then time. you got two kids pulling at you so it's such it's such a balance for me like i try i try to get everything i try to hit a little bit of everything and i'm and i'm good <laughs> all right so um Trying to find that perfect balance between family, gym, boxing, food. Like, is it is it a constant battle? Like, 100%. what do you do? Do you, do you feel like, one, do you need to be in a routine to make that happen? And two, if if you do, getting out of that routine, does that just, like, fuck you up for, like, a whole week? Or yeah, like yes a, and no. Like, we've got things pretty much down um, to a pretty good routine. But it's, it's funny because it's not a routine that's, like a daily routine. Every day's routine is different, <laughs> but we got each day's routine down. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, sense. that totally makes sense. Um, yeah, I get that. Especially, especially doing what we do. We mostly work for ourselves. So we get to, right. You know, make but, our own schedules. And you know what you have to get done each day, right? Exactly. So the routine may change, but the same list of things, things that have we to gotta, be checked off every day. Do. Yes. A hundred percent. Um, you know, me personally, like, especially becoming a fighter, like, as hard as it can be, I've learned to just roll with the punches when it no comes pun to everything. Literally, <laughs> pun intended. Um, just, just go with it. Like, that's what I've learned. If the routine goes to shit, it goes to shit. Right. And we have to deal with it and just, just keep going. That's that's what I try to do when it comes to, like, getting off routine. But um, we, we work pretty well as a pair, so, um, we, we get shit right. done. Well, and, I, and from what I've <laughs> gathered, you, you also have this community around you, right? So there's, oh my gosh, there's yeah, so many people like myself, but I'm not near, I'm no, nowhere near as involved as some of the people I see, right. Uh, that are just like, uh, they seem to be so helpful. Like when you, when you come over to box, I see your friends helping watch the kids and oh, like the keeping time. them entertained and. Um, actually the place that you box at is like the perfect place because it's like a kid's <laughs> play. Place. It's literally a kid's literally, playground, literally kid heaven. It is. So like <laughs> the kids can run around and be pretty safe. Yeah. Uh, and there's always eyes on them. Like, like if I'm not watching them, like, uh, there was like a, there was a guy yesterday, uh, when, when that came to the sparring match yeah. and I'd set my camera up and, uh, the taller African American guy, Corey, uh, skinny, uh, kind of bald, had a grill. Yeah, probably. Corey, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he had his girl with him. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I think it was his echo like got close to my camera, right? And he like stood up. <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, why is this guy walking towards my camera? And then, and then his like he said something to his girl like, ah, that kid almost knocked the camera over or something. I was like, oh man, that's such a nice guy. Yeah, but like, yeah. but like you like, but you know, you were focused. You and BJ were focused on helping Brennan get ready for his, you know, sparring. Yeah. And it's like you, the all these people are just like. So they're like, so there to help you out. Like, yeah. they're like, and they're, I, I think it's cool because, um, and, and BJ's great, greater at this than I, but like, we really do put out there for people, you know, as well. Oh, um, 100%. So it's really cool to get that 
back because we work so hard with maintaining um, our image and who we are and how we treat people and it comes back and those are the biggest ways it comes back and it's so so amazing like we wouldn't be able to do what we do without our support system and everyone has supports us in different ways but it's it's amazing. You, you really. I mean, I wouldn't be in the position I am at the gym right now if it really, if it hadn't been for BJ, right? Yeah. yeah. If we hadn't like come up with a plan and like done this yep. and, and he put me in the position to start teaching these classes. And I literally, I right now would not be teaching those classes if it had not been for BJ putting me in that position. Yeah. And then, uh, and really, I mean, because you guys are so busy, he kind of like had to walk away from the money that I was, that we could be making with these classes. Cause right. they were just more important things, but he was just so humble. He's like, yeah, just like go do your thing. Like, I know I helped you put in this position. I don't care. Go make your money. Like, yeah. And I just like, I really appreciated that. That was yeah. like so nice yeah. of him. You know, and that's cool. It's like, it's he like, wasn't um, like a greedy hand. Like I need a piece of that. Cause I put no, you yeah. here. He's just like, I want to see you succeed. I've got a million other things on my plate. Like I'm here. For, <laughs> and on top of that, he's like, I'm no, here yeah, for you. If you need yeah. anything, we a hundred percent believe in like, a tribe mentality. 100%. Yeah. You have, you have to have your people. And once you find those people, hold on to them, you know, treat treat them well, they'll treat you well. They'll take care of you, take care of each other. Now, have you guys gone through years of like where you've had people in your tribe or your group that you've had to like cut out because they, they were negative. Cause you're going to run into that. Like that's something that I've learned to change a lot in my thirties. Like the people I was hanging out with. with. And you know, what's interesting? Like we haven't had, a huge problem with that. Like we roll at such a high frequency. I feel like the people who aren't on that level just kind of phase out on their own. Um, so if they're, if they can't, they can't roll with you. Yeah. I mean, who, who, who wants to bring the bad vibes to the party? Right. You right. Know? They, they, they just kind of cut off on their own. And, um, over the years, like, and BJ says this a lot in class, like, especially in class when we're, you know, all sweaty and just, worked out for two hours and got our butts kicked he always says like look around the room like who's here is not going to be here in a year like that shit happens people are gonna move away people are gonna have stuff come up people are gonna change focus um but who's gonna stick with you who's gonna stick with you and um keep your people close so uh, we just kind of roll with that as well but always make sure we are supporting our people so uh, yeah help us yeah out. well yeah. yeah i mean it goes both ways right so if you're 100%. supporting them they're gonna support you Um, and I I think also when people see the kind of positive energy and what you're doing out there, they want a piece of that too. And they want to be part of that. Right. I mean, I want to be part of it. That's why I got you on this podcast. Cause I just (laughs) like, we'll be more involved. I want to do what I can uh, with, you know, uh, with whatever, um, opportunities I have going through me to help you guys out. Cause I want to see you guys succeed. Well, you know what I mean? I'm trying to ride thank your guys' you. coattails. So, you yeah. know, <laughs> come on, we're going to make a lot of money off this podcast one day. <laughs> so going back to food, do you, yeah. so break down a day of eating for me, like for all the, all the, yeah. all the female want to be boxers out there. This probably won't work for everyone. Cause my metabolism, right. Your metabolism is so insane. Fast. So if you start um, to get fat, trying this yeah, out, like it, it scale is, it back, you know, <laughs> take everything I say with a grain of salt. Um, so I like to do intermittent fasting a little bit. Really? Um, yeah, it works best for me. I don't really get very hungry in the morning. I typically skip what most people call breakfast. Um, so I will start eating around like 12, one o'clock. Um, and then once I start eating, I literally don't stop. Um, I typically like to start with my 
post-workout. So I'll do a little bit of fasted, like cardio, just slow intense, like good shakeout, get a sweat going, maybe some yoga. Um, and then I like to eat my post-workout, which is like Greek yogurt with some granola, dark chocolate, berries, like something kind of light, but that's going to fill like the carb um, that I just burned from my workout. After that, I move on to lunch. Um, I like to keep lunch big because like I'm doing that window. I got to get my um, calories in. So I usually do like a pasta with a half really? pound okay. of meat because I'll be working out. So are you like right stuffed when you're done with that? Like, are you just like, Ugh. Hey, you know, it's crazy. Like at first, yes. But because I've been eating so much, like my stomach has kind of adjusted. Right. Um, so it doesn't last give me long. like 30 minutes after I eat that. I'm ready to eat something else. Okay. <laughs> so I pretty much, unless I'm working out, I'll probably eat it like every 45 minutes. I'll be eating something. Wow. So do you pack food then? Because I know I know you'll, you'll be at the, I know you'll be at the All gym the sometimes, like the I'll whole day. Be, oh, oh yeah, uh, no, I always pack, be packing food. Um, even when I just go to practice, I've got like beef jerky in my bag. I'm like <laughs> working out. This is good to know. So when I'm hungry jerky. and I, you're around me, I'm like, hey, I know you got food. Uh, hook a hook a brother up. Well, <laughs> let me like, know beforehand. So I pack enough. <laughs> you just pack the perfect amount. Um, so yeah. Um, dinner, I also like to do as much as I can. I, okay. I unfortunately, this is, pr- people are probably going to be mad at me for this, but I eat really late. Which yeah, I was going to ask, like how late do you eat? ideal, but like I don't get done with my team practice until about eight o'clock. So by the time I get home, get my kids in bed, actually make my meal. Um, I'm probably eating at like 10 30, 11, my last meal for the day. Is that pretty heavy meal or pretty big meal as well? It's pretty heavy, yeah. It's it's usually like half pound chicken and then I'll do, I try to get veggies in. I don't eat as much as I should. None of us do, I don't think. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't. I don't mind them, but they're just like, it's like an extra step of work. It's literally, yeah, literally, I mean, that's why I do a lot of babies. Like I love vegetables. I just. I get baby spinach. I eat a ton of baby spinach. So I just get a thing of baby spinach and I just put it on everything. Really? Make, yeah, because it's already like, it's, yeah. I don't have to cook it. I don't have to do anything. I like the taste of spinach. I mean, I, at one point in time right. when I was like trying to make sure I got my vegetables in every day, I would literally just have a Tupperware baby spinach with me wherever I went <laughs> and I would just take handfuls of eat it, it and, eat, and eat it. Yep. Throughout the day. Yeah. Ooh. So that I made sure I got my vegetable count in that kale. Strong, Any, strong man. <laughs> anything that I could just, cause I didn't want to cook it. I didn't want, I just wanted something that I could just Pass have. And, and, and honestly, I th- from my understanding, when I went through nutrition class, is like cooking vegetables. It take, takes, out, yeah, yeah, it takes the nutrients out of it. So yeah. not all of it, but I'm sure enough of it that like I'd be getting more You'd by probably eating just wrong, have right? to eat double of what yeah, you made to that, get or the I'll same. do like uh, baby carrots. They're they they're kind of high in sugar if you look at them. A lot of them have like I don't know how there's sugar in packages of baby carrots, but there is. Interesting. Uh, that's another thing I do stay away from though. I try to um, is sugar. How often do you have sugar? Like I know there's going to be sugar in like your in, some yeah, of your like food. fruits and some foods that you're going to eat, but like, like just straight sugar, like just candy to bars and stuff. Go have some candy mm, a couple times a week. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, Unless uh, I'm around Brendan. And Wait. then he's always got. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I walk in the gym. How, he's how eating ice he, cream. Or like, how does he look hey, like do you he want looks? Some chocolate? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we went. We went. Um, we went on a little three day vacation with Brennan and a couple other guys down to the Red River Gorge. I don't know if you knew about this. Yeah, but, I heard uh, a couple yeah. stories. <laughs> and so, so, so we get, we get, uh, we have, we, um, we get lost, and it takes us like, like. 
eight hours to get like we hadn't eaten all day so it was like we we're gonna go get breakfast after this hiking trip and we got lost on the trip and like um, so yeah. like from eight o'clock in the morning to like four or five in the afternoon right we ran out of water it was horrible we hiked i think around 20 miles like my feet feel like they're gonna fall off so we went and got mexican food after like we tore that Mexican. oh it's so good <laughs> so then we're like oh, let's go get some sugar so there is a little shop with fudge right oh, so, no. <laughs> so 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 we we brennan decides he wants to try every single every fudge yeah like oh he lit God. like he samples it like like the other oh, he just yeah the other guy me and this other guy uh, and we're just like come on man like we want a sample too and like brennan's like can i get the sample can i get this sample so <laughs> Did then he, he buy anything oh yeah okay good. no no he bought like he bought like three things like i think you got four or six pieces of fudge and it was like if you bought 12 pieces of fudge or something it was like a cheaper deal or like 16 pieces of fudge and these were like decent sized pieces of fudge right <laughs> And so he orders the mat, like he orders whatever the deal was, right? And he just starts tearing into the, I mean, tearing into it. And then he disappears. Like we can't find him. So like I get my fudge, the other two guys, they get their fudge. Uh And, and so we're like looking for Brennan, like, where's he at? Okay. And then, and then one of the other guys is like, I think he went down there to this way. So I, it was like, like four or five like shops down. So, and they had parking down there. So I jumped in my car to flip around and see if he's there. So there he is. He's in line. I'm like, what is he in line for? And so, <laughs> so then he, he gets what he was getting in line, turns around, and it's this massive, massive milkshake. I mean, oh my he's <laughs> like, like 40 ounces, okay? That's right. And he's got it all over his beard, and he gets in the car, and, and I'm like, where's your, you know, the, the, each thing of fudge came in a box. So, like, I don't know if we had, like, four boxes or three boxes. I can't remember. <laughs> and uh, and so, they like, I had my box, and I, like, looked over. I'm like, Brennan, like, like you're missing two boxes where your boxes. I said, Oh, I ate that fudge. I'm like, what, what do you, what do you mean? Like, how did you it's just eat sick. like, like 3000 calories of fudge? Literally, and now you're and having like another 2000 calories of sugar. was that? Like so many, I can't count. <laughs> like, like we're talking like, like hundreds, hundreds of, gra- hundreds uh, of all, grams, all in like 20 minutes, 20 minutes probably. Yeah. I mean, it was just like insane He's buzzing after that. He's always buzzing, so you can only imagine. And he doesn't crash. At least he doesn't show the crash. And and the dude has like washboard abs, like an eight pack, yeah. like what everybody wants. And I mean, granted, I I, I understand because I'm the same way. I'll chug, I'll eat a whole bunch of pizza. And, but and I will, like, you know, eat shitty and have eight pack. Tra- I mean, but he trains like. Oh yeah, he trains like he a crazy. Trains man. like an animal. Like like he runs like 40, 50 miles a week and does <laughs> trains every day. So I mean, I his metabolism. And I do agree that like if you can get your body to where you want it, like where I'm at yeah, now. Yeah, when you're at a certain point, you're not gonna lose yeah. it in a week. You could take a week off and you're still gonna. Yeah, be exactly. Fine. And yeah. or if you just keep training, like I I can where I'm at now, I can eat as crappy as I want for yeah, a very long time, long as I keep training the same way. So <laughs> I keep burping. <laughs> Well, thanks for letting, thanks for Sorry. letting us know. We appreciate Sorry. it. Um, so, I mean, how often do you like pizza? Do you try to have like a, a meal or two a um, week where it's just kind of like yes. I get to enjoy life? Because I know. I do. Well, here's the other problem. BJ is lactose intolerant. <laughs> so I don't like just go buy like, okay, sometimes I'll go buy some ice cream, but I don't just go buy that stuff. Like I don't go buy a pizza or I don't go get ice cream because i know i'm gonna have to eat the whole thing my girls will eat a little bit but they're also sensitive to dairy so um it's not very often that i do that 
just go get a pizza now if it's around someone's like yo you want this pizza yeah i'll eat the whole thing i'll give me, give me three slices i'll take it um so just to balance just to balance i'm not looking for it but right. if it's around I'll, I'll take a slice what about alcohol consumption do you drink much that no actually i don't um i on and off with it you know it's more occasional with friends but even now like I don't drink so much that when I do drink, I instantly, it just doesn't go with my belly. Oh, really? No, so, so the alcohol makes me feel like slow, sluggish. I get a headache. I just stay away from it unless I'm like, you know, doing something special with friends or, you know, having yeah. a balance. But I probably drink like once every other week. Okay. Yeah. It throws me, depending on how much I have but even a small amount it like sucks. the next day it's not the hangover but i like get into the gym yeah. and i'm like i'm like no i could do this better last week like and, why why am the, i struggling and the this week thing, and the thing for me i think why the big reason why it's not even tempting for me to drink is because i spar saturday mornings and sunday mornings so like the time people drink is friday night saturday night and you can't i can't yeah. because i have to go spar or i'm gonna get beat up <laughs> that's not what i'm trying to do so I'm not really tempted with it or need it. So that's I good. I, I, and I think that's, that's awesome. Though. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, I know the same thing. I will, you know, we do the class Sunday morning yeah. and, uh, actually Saturday night I drank way too much. Well, uh, it balance. happens, it happens every balance. once in a while. And then <laughs> I literally, I mean, I got through the workout, but I mean, I, it yeah, was, it, it was sucks. a struggle and yeah, I'm just like, this is why I don't do this. This is a hundred percent why I don't do this. Yeah. I, it's expensive too. Yeah, I probably spent like seventy five dollars on that. Yeah, and like there's so, I could a belly ache. Yeah, I could have bought <laughs> and like some laughs, I put I, I could have bought some gym equipment. I could have bought That's the problem. I could have bought so many things <laughs> for seventy five dollars. And another thing too is like I can have fun on my own. I can be right. the life of any party. Do you have time 100% for fun? Percent sober. Um, not a lot of time. So I make sure I just slip it in there. Like what do you, what do you like to fun. do? I mean, what are things that you, okay. I mean, between the kids, the training, <laughs> the coaching, like, like you don't have like a lot of free time. I don't. That's why I don't like, really have a lot of <laughs> close friends like that. Cause I don't, my free time is usually in the gym. Um, ugh. one thing I enjoy doing, I don't get to do it as much anymore because, um, it's not necessarily the safest thing for me to do right now, but sand volleyball. Oh, that's my thing. Oh, you yeah. go play with Michael. Love it. Um, I used to a lot more. There's a couple summers where I did, but I've been so serious on this boxing thing that I don't want to like. Yeah, no, you won't even you won't even come volleyball. to my you won't even come to my classes because you're afraid you might injure yourself. I know. <laughs> I I'm scared of your workouts. They're, I just don't want to injure myself. It's really the big thing. I understand. And my splits are very specific right now because I am in my fight camp. Right. Don't so take gotta, it personally. I don't. Not at all. After I, totally I after it. I bang up this fight, I might uh, I might join you once I'm out of camp. Remember, it's all effort based though. So it's like if you don't want to do something or you want to <laughs> go slower just, because just you're afraid of injury, like you know. Let me know when you have your next push uh, pull day. We don't really do a push pull like you just it, kind of it's do a full it it's a full body it's 13 exercises broken okay. down it's all about functional movement but i mean you got so really if i if we follow the format that i built correctly it's three cardio exercises it's two leg exercises it's a chest back shoulder uh and arm exercise okay two two body weight exercises two core exercises one dynamic movement one functional movement interesting so it's a full body functional movement 
uh, endurance workout. So it's not CrossFit because, um, like I like a lot of what CrossFit offers and I like the intensity of CrossFit and the mindset of CrossFit. However, a lot of CrossFit is extremely unsafe, especially without coaching. And let's just be honest, even with the proper coaching, you'll get so tired trying to do a clean or trying to do an overhead press or trying to do a deadlift, you're still going to have a high chance of injury. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's, then that, let's just say that's with somebody with, with actual experience and know what they're doing. So I take all that bullshit out and I just pull like the mindset and some of the movements out yeah. of CrossFit. And then I take stuff like a lot of hit workout style stuff. Um, again, uh, with hit, I don't think a lot of the hit stuff is intense enough though. Um, so I, so I figure out wherever that balance or medium is in between the two. Um, and then, like I said, we try to throw in like some good cardio things that like help with endurance, like box jumps, those 0.2 mile runs. We always do battle ropes, um, high knees, mountain climbers, like again, all very safe movements, but still get your heart rate up and do oh, what yeah. they need to do. And again, it's at your own pace. So uh, if you're just like, I'm not feeling it today, you get through as much as you can in an hour at the pace that you feel safe. So say you've got dips and you're like halfway through your dips and you're like, shit, like these are getting to a point where they're getting difficult or like I could injure myself. Yeah. Just, just pull out a bench and do reverse dips. I mean, just like modify, modify it for your, it. yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, we have some girls that could probably pump out the hundred pushups. But if we do like a hundred pushups, but they'll do maybe half or a third of them like normal pushups and then mm-hmm. they'll just modify it to their knees yeah. Yeah. because th- again, they're smart enough to know, like, I don't want to hurt myself. I don't want to overextend my body. And so, and that's where it's all at. And we just, and we support each other on that and we don't give people, well, I'll give some people some well, shit every gotta, once in a while, but it's a little bit of shit, but it's not like I'm really giving them shit. It's more, you know, it's hey, just that's playful the fun part shit of our job. Yes. That's oh, 100%. The, that's like the biggest perk. <laughs> so we haven't even Talk talked about, we haven't even talked about your coaching. Do you enjoy coaching? Do you um, like teaching? I do like teaching. Um, I feel like I've been teaching like my whole life. Um, uh, it's, it's very second nature for me, but I think that like my mom told me I have the gift of gab. So, you know, I have a big, I never I'm, guessed. I'm good at talking to people. <laughs> um, so I, mm. I think that just plays out very well for me in a class setting. Um, I, I like it. I love it. I love the connections. It connects me to, I've met some very important people, some famous people, um, over the years of coaching, but, um, I love it. I like, I like watching and being a part of people's progress and people bettering themselves. It feels good. Yeah. Um, and it's rewarding. You, and you know that if you're going, uh, I think a lot of coaches have this mindset. It's kind of like if I'm coaching them, they're doing what I'm telling them to do and they're doing it right. Then they have a better chance of like yeah. success or whatever, you know, in um, all aspects of their life. Yeah. Um, so you coach at a, well, you coach a couple different places in here in town, right? Yeah. A couple of different places. Um, I'm at ultimate ninja with you guys yeah. as well. Um, doing some stuff over there, some personal training, um, and then I'm downtown at Proof Fitness. Have you been to Proof? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, um, I'm down there. Now I teach boxing classes. I have at least one class a day. Some days I'll do two classes there. Um, but it's all boxing. Um, I have one class that's around my noontime. That's skills training. So like teaching you how to box, the why behind the punch. Um, and then in the evenings, I teach more of like a conditioning. Like I pretty much just kick your ass for... 50 minutes of a workout. I'll go to the how and why then. What? I said, I'll go to the how and why. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Most people start with the how and why. And then they come to the evening class and I just, I just lay into them. 
Um, do you think that helps translate into making you a better boxer? You know, a hundred percent. Um, and that's, what's been really cool about us starting up our own boxing team is like with anything, when you start teaching it, you learn it better. You know, you want to have the best information you can behind something if you're going to be sharing it. So I think that really elevates your knowledge of it and the way you apply it. You know, I can't say, Hey, you're, you know, you're dropping your left when you're throwing your, your cross, you're dropping your, your guard a little bit. And then I can't go do that. Like when I tell somebody to not do that, I can't go do it. So it helps also hold you responsible for what you do, um, in boxing, but also, you know, in in your workouts as well. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you, I guess, what do you do workout wise? That's non boxing related just to keep your body in shape, keep the endurance up, you know? Yeah. Um, it just, it depends on the day. Um, so I try to do two strength days, um, depending on how my body's feeling. Um, cause as you know, like when we do strength workouts, we're breaking our body down, right? right. So it can yeah. build back stronger. So I sometimes will skip those strength days. If I had like tough sparring or I already feel broken down, I'm not going to just go break myself down even more, um, in hopes to be stronger. Um, so I'll do one, one, at least sometimes two strength workouts. Um, Are they full body? I do a push and a pull. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, if I'm only going to do one, I'll do the pull because in boxing, um, every time you throw a punch, you're pushing. Right. So it's push, 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 push most of the time. So in order to find that balance and to keep those shoulders drawn back, so you don't have those injuries, um, pulling for boxers is super important to really focus on when we do do that strength. Um, so that's the strength portion of it. Um, during class, I have two team practices a week. Um, I'm doing a lot of hit workouts. So that's where most of my cardio comes from. Okay. Um, when I do the strength, it's more ballistic training. I'm sure you're familiar. I don't know a lot a about ballistic. ballistic training. Um, so basically when I do those strength exercises, I'm pairing, say a deadlift, something that's for strength right. with a high intense exercise on the rest. So say I'm doing a deadlift. Well, right after I do that deadlift, I'm going to go do med ball slams. Okay. I'm wrapping them up. I'm doing like a high amount. So basically I'm doing all my strength exercises to failure at that point, keeping the heart rate super high. Um, so I'm working that time under tension, high heart rate, but also a high strength so output. It helps build that ATP system. Yes. Then so that, exactly. that lactic acid doesn't jump in and beat exactly. your ass all of a sudden. In the ring. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I do for the strength. And then I'll hit that ladder, man. You're on that ladder for ever it seems like when we do the practice just doing footwork just working on that like fast twitch muscle movement um and then of course we're doing like the heavy bags and the the typical boxing workouts of lots of jump rope lots of double end bag lots of slip rope lots of heavy bag and sparring just go 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 (laughs) try to find some space to add this running in that i'm about to have to yeah, so I'm going to get you some information. Ah. We're, I'm going to be on you now that I know. And I see you like three or four times a week. So I'm going to be on so you. Like, I'll be on you about it. Recovery runs. Is this what we're talking about? Recovery runs? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm not talking about going out and like going full throttle. Like how, yeah. how, like, I think it would be better for you to get to a point where you can run five miles comfortably than like two or three miles as fast as possible. Right. I, you probably do need a couple of those one or two, three mile runs, maybe, maybe no more than two, three max where you're really pushing yourself. Um, but I think it's good for just like longevity and endurance, right? Yeah. Those uh, long, those longer, longer. Fights. Yeah. I also think you could try to work on a, do you ever do like, um, if you get on like 
YouTube, and this is what I started doing years ago, and I've kind of made a couple of my own, but they're like anywhere from six to 15 minute like core workouts where it's oh, all, uh, yeah, and you I just be, follow along. I'd be killing the core workouts. Uh, I was a gymnast, so, okay. um, I remember in gymnastics, we would, we would literally for gymnastics workouts, um, we would set a timer eight minutes. We work our way up, obviously, um, eight, 10 minutes of just straight core nonstop eight minutes, just banging it out. So when I do core exercises, I try to, I try to do at least two sets of, of five minute core okay. workouts, um, at least twice a week. Yeah. So those, yeah. and the biggest thing is making sure that you're keeping that core engaged so that yep. when you go running, that you can keep that same mindset. Like let's keep this core core muscle engaged. Um, so yeah, I, I think you gotta, you got you gotta oh. at least get to five to eight miles a week and then kind of just build up from there. So I think Keenan felt <laughs> he's over here trying to, he's like half asleep, half awake. I mean, he's, he's got, he's got the, uh, he Do knows exa- radio voices over here. He's lulling you to sleep. <laughs> he's like half asleep, but still knows what buttons to push as he hears up. Oh, that's David. So oh, let me, oh, let me switch camera real quick. Oh, that's Becca. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are good. <laughs> You're cracking me up over here, man. Um, well, I mean, I feel like that we've kind of like hit that point in the in the podcast. So this is your chance to like put any information out that you want people to like follow you. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like Instagrams, um, na- you know, like I'm like kind of hard to like, find on social media right now. Um, we'll pop it up on the screen for for everybody. So so we? we're gonna make yeah. Of I course. Try, okay, I'll. You say it, and I then, try, then when I'll, we edit it, we put okay, it up there for perfect. you. Perfect. Blah. Will it will it show yeah, up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you you gotta say Follow it. Follow me on Instagram. It's um, Becca underscore Robinson. Becca spelled with a K, not two C's. Um, uh, I have I'm looking for sponsors right now for my next upcoming matches that I'm gonna finish out with USA Boxing. Um, the better I do with sponsorships, the more matches I'll be able to take. The right. further I'll be able to travel. Um, so I'm going to be sending out some sponsorship packages. Um, so if you know anybody or anybody interested in marketing for their business, their company, yep. um, hit me up, hit her up, hit me hit up. Me I'll up. send it to her. Yeah. Like, like anything. Yeah. yeah. I'm ready to go. Uh, Instagram is probably the thing I'm, I'm most on right now. Also have a TikTok uh, just for fun. I have not TikTok. seen the TikTok. You should check it out. It's I just will. for fun. It's, I don't really have any followers, but it, it's fun. It's boxing content. Okay. Um, my kids are on there a little bit. Do you do any kind of like teaching stuff on there? Like um, any like do I this, practice this? Believe it or not, I don't dedicate a lot of time to it. Right. I mean, you've got so, a million other things yeah, you're doing. Yeah, I have so many things to do that it's like, it's a literal like, oh, I have a random 10 minutes. Let's see what content I have on my phone here to make a TikTok. Okay. But yeah, that's, that's really it. That's me. Come check me out. Um, October 15th in Bowling Green. Yeah, we. So if you want to come watch, we will try to get something up on the story a couple days out. Once you guys have some content yeah, for have, it, I have a poster that I'm going to be posting. Yeah. I'm still waiting for my opponent to confirm. Yeah, yeah, opponent. Who's your opponent? Hannah something. What's her name? You don't even know. Her Hannah name? Dab. She's already she's already in the rearview mirror in your mind. Pretty much. You've already moved on. Well, if she accepts the fight, like I'm looking like she's gonna watch this podcast. No, yeah, I really, um, but I'm staying ready anyways, so whoever you want. My next one after the 15th will be the 22nd, the next okay. weekend. Hoping to find a match for that, and then I'm going to be moving on. Um, I think there might be a show in Louisville coming up that I'm going to try to hop on, too. Okay. 
Well, so anytime yeah. you're fighting, let us know. We'll we'll do our best to like put it out there for you because you know, I'm all about you making that success. Ooh. You getting there, you know, moving We're getting up. There. There's I'll, only there's only one way to go, and that's up. I so. want to like look back and be like, we had like the number one female boxer in the world on the podcast before yeah. anybody else. Before I knew, yeah, you knew me before anybody else. Yeah. There so. We go. But like, thanks for coming on. Of I appreciate course, it. This was course. so much fun. No, it was. It was and, perfect. And uh, you know, once you win a couple more fights, maybe we'll have you back on, do yeah, some more talking. We'll have, we'll have BJ come come check you yeah. out, and then uh, oh yeah, we gotta have to get us both. We, oh, yeah, we gotta get both. When's yeah, it, yeah. when's his? Does he have a fight coming up at all? So he was supposed to have a fight um, this weekend in Charleston. This coming up weekend coming up, but um, both of the opponents backed out. They didn't really? want the smoke. I'll go out and say it right now. They didn't want the smoke. I wouldn't want the smoke. I've seen um, him. So they both dropped out. He's, yeah. He's, he's legit. Scary. Like he's, he's scary. No, yeah. nobody wants to fight him right now, but Hey, it'll happen. Y'all see him soon. So, um, yeah, but that would be kind of fun to have yeah. the both of you on. Yeah. yeah. But he's staying in shape. So he's ready to take some Stay, calls. He's we beyond both are. We both are. Pretty much. We're both just staying in shape, waiting for the big calls. So I got that. All right. Ready to go. Awesome. Um, yeah. Well, thanks for coming on and, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll have you on here soon. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks for stopping in. And as always, we'll catch you next time. Peace. Peace. Peace out. I didn't hear the kitty cat anymore. Uh, He's probably napping now when he realized he's like, oh, well, I can't get out of this cage. So (laughs) I'm just going to take a nap.